The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. In our first half today, we're going to talk about how you can permanently lose weight that you've been wanting to lose with a self-coaching program. And my guest is Dr. Joseph Luciani. He's the author of Thin From Within, the powerful self-coaching program for permanent weight loss. Dr. Luciani is a practical clinical psychologist and author of the internationally best-selling book, Self-Coaching and the Power of Self-Coaching. He's an in-demand speaker and expert and is featured frequently in major media, including MSNBC, CNBC, the Hallmark Channel, Discovery Channel, NPR, USA Today, Cosmopolitan, Red Book Fitness, Health Shape, and oh, the Oprah Magazine. Welcome. Welcome, Joseph. Welcome, Dr. Luciani. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, good. Well, this is very interesting. You know, it's just, as you know, I mean, there's so many books about this, but these eating habits are so hard to break. I mean, they really are. I guess the question is, what's really the secret? Because it's, it's, it's like an addiction, isn't it? Well, you hit on two, two, two things that I'd like to comment on. And one is that there are over 70,000 books on diet and weight loss. So wow. there's nothing new wow. in the universe when it comes to dieting and weight loss. Yeah. Um, what, what my book uh, or why my book is different is because it's, it's not about the carbs or calories. It's about really retraining your mind. Because mm-hmm. most diets presumably do work. You do lose weight but you gain it right back. Over 80% of all diets will lead you to regain that weight back within two years. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, we're, we're losing weight, but we're not keeping it off. And that's, that's the approach of Thin From Within, is what you need to do to keep it off. And, and you mentioned the word, what's the secret? Well, I think we all know there is no secret. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a matter of mind over mouth. Here's my question, though. When when you say, you know, you retrain your brain, so then that means that eventually it's kind of like you go to open that door and it doesn't open anymore. You know, so in other words, it just, it's not a temptation anymore. But my question is, how do you get to that point where you can look at the refrigerator or look at that food and say, nah, I don't think so? Mm -hmm. That's a big one. It is, it is, and and basically what is important is to realize that uh, self-discipline isn't something that you're born with. It it really is something like, think of it as a muscle, and Mm -hmm. we can develop that muscle. You know, let's face it, if you're dieting, if you want to lose weight, the grown-up thing to admit is that there's going to be some discomfort. And I think that that's the allure of so many slick commercials and advertising is yeah. that you can do it without any discomfort, without any pain. And right away. And, 
right? Yeah, and people are, are lured into that magical thinking, and why not? Everyone wants to avoid pain and seek pleasure, of course. But the truth is, you know, we're either going to eat like children or we're going to eat like adults. And in order to achieve that, you do need to develop a self-disciplined muscle. And it's not as hard as it may seem. It's, it's something that is a... Pra- just if you, if you were to go and exercise at a gym and want to build a muscle, you do it with progressive exercise over time and consistently. And eventually you develop that muscle. Well, it's the same with self-discipline, but you have to accept the premise that initially you're going to have to handle saying no. You're going to have to handle some of those initial feelings of deprivation. Mm-hmm. But you, you said it earlier, it doesn't last forever. You have to get to the other side of that fence. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And I mean, I don't experience this with weight. I have this with other things. When that voice starts screaming at you, you know, that, that loud voice inside, and you actually, you have to talk to it. <laughs> you have to say, <laughs> right. stop it, leave me alone. But That's that right. voice inside can be very powerful. Well, let me, let me tell you an even more powerful voice, and it's probably similar to a voice, and I call it mind tasting. When, when we think of a food or we smell an aroma, let's say Cinnabon, right. we're, actually, we're actually now changing the inner chemistry of our brain. We're actually, our mm. saliva is increasing, our gastric acid, insulin, blood sugar. So we're becoming one with that food before we even taste it. So the only way to get to a point where you're going to be able to handle that screaming voice is to not linger in the mind-tasting phase. Uh, You really need to become more conscious and critically aware that when you linger and allow yourself to just dwell in the mind-tasting, I bet when I mentioned something like Cinnabon, uh, you're going to taste that. You're going to experience it, and you may even want it. So early on, as you begin to recognize the effects of mind tasting, you begin to realize that that's your best chance of really beginning to develop that muscle and step away. Most people don't realize that thoughts are really changing chemistry, that we're really leading ourselves down that path where we're going to capitulate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you should find a substitute? Um, you know, let's say you just want to really eat something, that, or do you think, no, you just have to train your brain to walk away? What do you think? Well, I think, that, I think it's important that you know, everyone has kind of a comfort zone. I, I don't think it's a good idea to uh, substitute with something that's highly palatable or something that's going to awaken addictive or compulsive tendencies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do think that sometimes we, we tend to uh, treat ourselves a bit you know, too delicately. Um, we can say no. We can step away. We can change the script. Um, what happens, though, is that we tend to be lulled into thinking that, well, let me just have a taste of this, because we're afraid to handle that discomfort, so we're trying to sidestep. Oh. The sooner we develop that muscle and start to handle that discomfort, you know, that's a temporary thing. We don't always stay in this famished stage. That's during the breaking of the habits, and mm-hmm. the habits of highly palatable foods are very, very strong. So we do need a, a, a kind of a basis for being strong, but I think that you know you have to w- be aware that you know emotions play a big part in this. Yeah. I, I say there's three enemies to, to yeah. I was weight just going to ask you that about those three enemies to weight stability. Go ahead. 
Yeah, uh, the first is adverse circumstances. Um, you know, we may have a stressful day at work. Yeah. Uh, we we may be just uh, you know hammered by some uh, phone call we just got. Then there's harmful emotions. You might be a bit depressed or anxious. And the third is destructive habits. You know, eating in front of the TV, uh, just snacking out of a bag, things like that. When you sit down to eat, you should be at least cognizant of those three enemies. What are the circumstances, what are the emotions, and mm-hmm. what are the habits right now as I sit down? So you have to kind of fortify yourself and realize that if you're in a place where you're going to be compromised, uh, it's very important, as I mentioned earlier, for this critical awareness to be developed because without awareness, it's like driving at night with your headlights off. You yeah. can do it. You, you my other question wall. about this that's interesting is that so many people that go through this and want to lose weight see food as the enemy rather than as your friend because food is keeping us alive. It's our sustenance. So right. comment on that, how you can retrain your brain to think about food differently as well, nourishment, as nurturing. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about the, the false hunger versus real hunger. Mm. I mean, when, we, when I say false hunger, we're using food to feed our brain, not our body. Um, back when Fred and Wilma Flintstone were walking the, the primeval jungles, an apple would give a, a jolt of dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical in the brain, and they would be, ah, and that tastes good. But now we have such scientifically engineered, highly palatable foods that you're getting such a jolt that it's been equated to heroin and cocaine. Yeah. So you don't stand yeah. much of a chance if mm. you're really not monitoring exactly what you eat. So, you know, these, these tendencies can be really very difficult to handle. So, so part of this would be changing the foods, definitely. Eating yeah. whole foods, natural foods, organic foods, correct? That's true, but I find that a majority of people aren't willing to go down that route. So, you know, essentially it's a matter of moderation. If, if, you, if you are going to insist on the typical American diet, then, of course, uh, moderation becomes really mm-hmm. the best course. There's a paradox. It's called the French paradox. And, mm-hmm. and, they, and the paradox is that why are the French as a culture relatively thin when they right. have such rich, savory foods? Yes. And I just came back from Paris this weekend to verify this. Their portions are like postage stamps. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and they're so appetizing. But uh, the French do eat with you know, really an awareness of inner cues, and they have an expectation of satisfaction, uh, not of bulk, but of quality, right. not quantity. We're, yep. we're so different than that with our fast food menus and our big plates. And well, so, and I think we don't often taste the food. I mean, we're not oh, tasting right. it. We're, go- we're gulping it, right? We're, we're, we're just swallowing it down. You're absolutely right without chewing it. Uh, and this is because we're trying to feed the brain. We want that dopamine rush. So, you know, basically when you realize how, chem- how foods are so chemically uh, connected to our brain and our feelings, uh, we're just wanting the high. So once you start to train yourself to really recognize that the food itself is not meant to be used as a source of getting high or mentally satisfied, uh, you start to realize it's fuel for the body. It's important to start looking at food more responsibly. But, you know, it takes, it takes some education and it takes, uh, you know, an awareness that what you really want is not just to lose weight, but you want to really keep it off for a lifetime. So that requires a shifting. When I say retraining the brain, there was a study done in England with cab drivers and bus drivers. 
Cab driver's hippocampus, that's the navigation center in the brain, actually grow larger than bus drivers because the cab drivers have to figure out which way to go in 25,000 different routes. The bus drivers go the same route every day. We actually change the physiology of our brains when we start to really challenge ourselves with the the right kind of stimuli. So it is possible to go into a more self-disciplined mode of life. It's possible to develop different eating habits. It's possible to step away from the fast food Mm -hmm. mentality. So we really do quite literally train ourselves. Do you think that you need something else, uh, not food, but something else to go toward that I don't want to say substitute, but that makes you feel good. You know, talking to a friend, taking a walk outside, taking a bath. I mean, something else that um, kind of helps you with that feeling of that craving. What do you think? Yes, you're absolutely correct. And again, but let's relativize that and keep in mind, during the initial phase of losing weight, that's when you're most susceptible to needing food, which was your go-to strategy for feeling Mm -hmm. good. So, yes, anything that can substitute uh, initially as you start to develop both the muscle and, and I call it habit reformation, and as you start to develop new habits, of course, anything that allows you to just hang into the straight and narrow is going to be a good thing, but you do get to the other side. Uh, I, for heart health, health reasons, I had to really go into a very strict vegan type of regime. And for a long time, as you mentioned earlier, food was the enemy. I hated going to restaurants. Mm. Uh, so I had to really just wrestle with those feelings and those emotions. But it's been a few years now, and I have to tell you, I, I really don't miss the foods. Uh, mm. I really don't have cravings. But you do have to go the distance. It is yes. possible. Anyone yeah. can do it, but it really takes a, a, a very graduated, mm-hmm. methodical approach of realizing just what kind of food, uh, just how food affects you and mm-hmm. what kind of foods you're going to go to if you are in a mindless state. Right. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Dr. Joseph Luciani, Ph.D., and his book, his brand new book is Thin From Within, the powerful self-coaching program for permanent weight loss, which offers a deeply personal, empowering, and lasting solution to our weight problems. He's the author of the internationally best-selling books, Self-Coaching and the Power of Self-Coaching, and he's been on many of the major media, uh, radio, television, and magazines. We'll be right back with Dr. Luciani, Thin From Within. We're going to talk more about permanent weight loss, using your mind, and retraining your brain. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. 
Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That number again is 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. We are talking about self coaching for permanent weight loss. My guest is Dr. Joseph Luciani. He's the author of Self-Coaching and the Power of Self-Coaching, and his brand new book is Thin From Within. It's the powerful self-coaching program, again, for permanent weight loss. Dr. Joseph Luciani is a practicing practicing clinical psychologist, and he's the author of internationally best-selling books. He's an in-demand speaker, and he travels, and he's on television and radio on major programs and also in major magazines as well. Again, it's Thin From Within. Welcome back, Dr. Luciani. Thank you okay. so much. Yeah, let's talk about a couple things. Let's talk about those food addictions, you know, those, you know, what drives you, that kind of food addiction, and then what you can be aware of uh, so you, well, don't, you don't fall into the pit. Well, you know, there's a fine line between compulsivity and addictions. Um, and, you know, basically it's the highly processed, especially high sugar, salt, fat, flour, wheat, and artificial sweeteners that really, really light up the pleasure centers in the brain. And what happens over time is that you develop a, a tolerance. So what satisfied you early on um, doesn't satisfy you anymore. So you need to get a little bit more and a little bit more. And that's almost the root uh, definition of, of addiction is, is the tolerance aspect. Now, whether you call it a compulsion or an addiction, it is important to just know just how highly uh, powerful these foods can be. So the more natural, of course, the better. But uh, it is important to, to recognize that if you're after lifelong weight mastery, uh, it requires that you handle the compulsivity, and if it's an addiction, to begin to recognize that there are certain foods that may be toxic for you. You just can't go there. It's, it's hard to admit that, but there are certain people that, you know, when it comes to maybe chocolate or things like that, there are certain toxic foods for that person that will trigger a whole chain reaction of bad behavior and an ongoing, uh, you know, just reason to go back to just destructive eating. So let's talk about, um, you know, the warning, those little warning signs. 
know, the, like the first inkling that mm-hmm. you may, you know, you may be going down that path. Well, let's, you know, we, we mentioned earlier about critical awareness. There are certain, certain times that you are more susceptible to abandoning your good intentions. You know, it's the right. devil on one shoulder, the, the angel on the other. Right. And uh, these are times when you are hungry, and we're talking about real hunger, not false hunger, which is feeding the mind, mm-hmm. when you're bored. You know, boredom can be a very stressful emotion. And, you know, what, what feels better than a bowl of ice cream when you're bored? You know, so bored, stressed. We mentioned that before with adverse circumstances. Depressed or anxious, lonely. You know, uh, mm-hmm. food can act to fill a vacuum when you're lonely or depressed. Fatigued. You know, sometimes we want to pick me up, and sugar is going to give you that spike of, uh, you know, energy, and the glycogen is going Aren't to just those- give you a boost. Oh, aren't those those four? Isn't it halt, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired? Aren't those the four triggers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not heard that stated, but that's I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, um, I think lonely is another one. That can be yeah. another really compelling one. You just feel all alone, disconnected. Yeah, yeah and and we want to comfort ourselves. This goes back to our you know roots. Uh, we, as, ch- as children, you know, we want to feel better, especially when we're stressed and we want to just nurture ourselves. Um, you know, the, the, the issue is that uh, as a society, though, we're, we're just so diet-oriented that we're, we're missing the whole point that it's, it's not the diet, it's not the losing the weight, it's the mind. You know, there was a survey done of 2,000 women over in England and the average 45-year-old woman has been on 61 diets. So what is wow. that saying to us? It's wow. saying that we are compulsive dieters, and mm-hmm. we're not getting the point that it's not the diet, it's the mind. If we don't change our relationship to food, mm-hmm. why in the world would we expect there to be a difference? You know, the myth that I feel, the biggest myth, is that you know once you lose a few pounds and then you say, now I'll keep it off. Why do you think that's going to happen magically? Nothing's changed. You haven't changed. Your habits haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this kind of wishful thinking. Yeah, right? and there, are, and there are many things we can do to, you know, to really help ourselves. We could get more sleep. Sleep's important. Uh, you know, the the hunger hormones are are really some. You know, can be either stimulating or satiety hormones are affected by lack of sleep. Exercise. Exercise is something that really does make us more efficient, both psychologically and uh, hormonally and chemically. To slow down our eating, to chew the food. I mean, we, you mentioned earlier, and it's so typical how we just wolf down our foods. Stay hydrated. Drinking water. You know, there's a high correlation between water and drinking and staying hydrated and losing weight. So there are many things we can do. You know, reduce yeah, and a, and a lot of people really, um, I don't think that they understand the importance of sleep. You know, they think they can, I mean, I've had people brag about it. Oh, I only need four hours of sleep. I only need three. And I really wonder if that's true. Well, there, are, there, are, there, there is some variability, of course. Um, but the, when it comes to hunger, um, there are certain chemicals that, uh, that, you know, leptin and PYY and G 
GLP-1, and various various chemicals uh, really uh, become produced more during a good healthy night's sleep than than not. So, so you're really not doing yourself a favor when you're getting less sleep. In fact, you're actually putting yourself more in a mode to want more calories uh, when you wake up because now you're trying to stave off sleep deprivation and different uh, different aspects of that. Um, it's very important, you know. Sleep, uh, sleep is uh, very restorative, not just mentally but physically as well. And if you're trying to maintain a diet, it's really not just about a diet. It's, it's, it's see, the diet and the weight loss is a metaphor for our whole life. So we need to take control of many aspects of our life, including our attitude. You know, I always say, you know, optimism is is a profoundly important thing when it comes to reaching your weight loss goals. Um, you know, if you are optimistic, you know, the pessimist and the optimist, you know, they both are projecting into the future. Neither one knows the future, but the optimist lives a very different life in the present. And the mm-hmm. optimistic attitude really does, it, it fuels motivation. It's the gas pedal for getting to where you want to get to. So cultivating an optimistic attitude is a very important part of my book. You know, I talk about tenacity and flexibility and toughness and perseverance. All of these are attitudes that we can embrace, and we can do this in order to really fortify ourselves to not, as I said earlier, eat like a child. How does a child eat? A child wants what it wants whenever it wants it, so you just stuff yourself with sugary foods to feel good. Eating like an adult requires the right attitude and the right perception and relationship with food. Mm-hmm. One of the things you write in your book is you um, suggest that people write a journal, keep a journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's many, many studies that show that you uh, will lose twice as much weight if you keep a journal. And, and you know, it's, it's hard to imagine that just keeping a journal will do that until you realize what keeping a journal does. For one, it makes you more accountable for your actions. Uh, it helps you remember we talked about the three enemies. It helps you make those emotional connections. You can monitor your progress. See, these are all motivational tools. You can illuminate destructive behavior patterns. You can strengthen your intentions. See, with a journal, you know, you're not relying on impulse. You're either retrospectively writing your journal or you're doing it the first thing in the morning as you set yourself your course for the day. But the journal is a way of just gaining a kind of perspective that you won't have if you just open the refrigerator door and say, now, what do I feel like eating? Mm -hmm. Uh, Grazing and just allowing impulses to guide you. It's a surefire way of just defeating yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to become a planner. You really do. Well, a planner, yeah, you know, in OA and various strategies, uh, the more that you prepare yourself for what you're about to eat rather than to just leave it to the impulse, you know, when you eat, I have what I call the egg timer test. Um, You have to realize it takes about 20 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes for food, the chemicals in food to reach your brain and let your brain know that it's had enough to eat. So if if you start to eat before your brain has registered the chemicals, uh, you're you're, you know, you're just going to keep eating because you're not feeling full. Slow down, take a break, get up and, and do a dish or something and get back. If you wait about 10 or 15 minutes, you're going to find you're really not nearly as hungry as you thought, if at all. Mm. So it's, oh, it's, and I, I mentioned the egg timer. I, I usually set the egg timer. I say set it for 10 minutes just so you'd, you don't eat until that timer goes off. And this way you'll find out, you'll give your brain a chance to recognize it's been filled. 
right. satisfied. And, and eat slowly is another one, correct? Absolutely. Uh, when we eat fast, uh, we're, we're just really going for the high of food. It's like when you have a piece of pizza, uh, you're really going for the mental effect, the mind-tasting effect of that pizza. You're really not enjoying it. As you retrain your, your brain and your habits, you, you're going to start eating and realizing a different relationship with food. Uh, chewing and eating more slowly and enjoying, as the French do, uh, you'll be teaching yourself something that will last you the rest of your life. Yeah, and if you really want to have permanent weight loss, then it really is important you know, to recognize it's, it, it is and will always be a matter of mind over mouth. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Enjoy food. Yeah. Well, how can people get your book? Thank you. It's been a great interview. How can people find you and get your book and um, learn well, more? They could, they could find me at my website. It's uh, selfcoaching.net. And the book is available anywhere at major bookstores and on Amazon. And uh, I do have a, a free website with forums, so any questions anyone might have, just uh, come in and uh, drop it off, and I'll be glad to respond. All right. And uh, so they can find you at the website. Thank you so much, Dr. Luciano. It was a great interview. Stay on well, the line for a minute. You. Thank you so much. All right. My Hi. guest has been Dr. Joseph Luciano. His, Luciani, his book is Thin from Within, The Powerful Self-Coaching Program. For permanent weight loss. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. Our next interview is up next. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.